My dearly beloved, greetings, greetings to all of you who have gathered here today. I receive you and greet you in the name of our precious Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. I am Reverend Dr. Lydia Waters, Senior Pastor of Pacoima First United Methodist Church in Pacoima, California. This is a time of Advent. Advent means coming. It is the time before we celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We celebrate and get our hearts and souls ready for his, his coming. And then we get our hearts and souls ready for his coming into our hearts. And of course, then he will come again to take us home with him. And so we're celebrating Advent with great hope and courage. Let's now start our worship with praise. And so I invite our praise and minister of music leader to come and help us join in singing a song of praise unto the Lord. The Lord with me Bless the Lord with me Bless the Lord with me Bless the Lord with me today is found in the Old Testament, Old Testament book of Isaiah. Come with me now to Isaiah chapter 40, Isaiah 40 verses 1 through 4 and then we will go to verses 28 through 31. And listen now for the word of the Lord. Comfort Oh, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly 
to Jerusalem and cried to her that she had served her term, that her penalty is paid, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for her sin. Verses 28 through 31. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint and strengthens the powerless. Even youths will faint and be weary, and the young will fall exalted. But those who wait for the Lord, they shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. And now and now. Won't you pray with and for me? O almighty God, creator of heaven and earth, creator of all living things, we come before you now seeking your power, your anointing, your guidance. And so, Lord, I ask that you would allow the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, for you, you are my strength. And you are my redeemer. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray that everybody say, Amen. Our sermon topic for Today is, in times like these, God will be our comforter. God will be our comforter in times like these. The book of Isaiah is divided into two parts. The first 39 chapters deal with impending judgment the judgment of God on the people. And the second part deals with forgiveness, the forgiveness of God and God's deliverance. The prophet preacher Isaiah wrote the second half of the book to the people of Israel and Judah and even America. He wrote it to the people who would be in exile and they would be taken away to Babylon, the their temple would be destroyed. Their nation would fall and the people would be in captivity. Oh yes, in captivity, they would need to hear about pending judgment because they would be living it. They, they would not need to be reminded of their sins because they would be, experiences the be experiencing the consequences of their sins on a daily basis basis. Beloved, beloved. As a nation and a culture today, we are being held hostage by our sins. Oh yes. The truth is this. We have not been good caretakers of God's earth and, and now we live with the consequences called global warning. 
This is our sin. We, we've not taught the whole world. I'm talking about the world. I'm talking about numbers. We have not taught the whole world today to obey the word of God. This is our sin. We have, we've not taught the world what God says to do. The one who created us. God says, love the Lord our God with all of our heart and our soul and our strength and our mind and love our neighbor as we love ourselves. God says, you shall not kill. You shall not steal. You shall not covet your neighbor. You shall not. You shall not. No, no, no. We want to say, I did it my as if we were not created by God. And now, and now our world is just turned upside down because of our disobedience to the word of God. You need to say amen. Amen. It's the truth. But all oh, Oh, my dearly beloved, our God comes today speaking to us from the 40th chapter of the book of Isaiah. Because God wants us to hear. He wants us to hear a word of comfort from a merciful God. Oh, yeah, God has watched us. He's watched us suffering from our mistakes. God has watched us because he's given us free will. God, God has watched us cry over our losses. God has watched us nearly die over our pain and our confusion and our addictions and our sorrow. Can't blame God. It's our free will. Or it's the devil. God is watching us, beloved. He's watching us during this time of the coronavirus pandemic. And the God of the universe tells his prophet preacher, we need preachers today. He told the preacher to give us a word of comfort. Dear ones, dear ones, there were three things that Pastor Isaiah would have to say to the people. And the, and the first was this. The first was, first, Pastor Isaiah spoke of an everlasting comfort. I said an everlasting comfort. Now we need to look at this a little bit because the, the, the word that, that came from God to Pastor Isaiah says, Comfort, oh, comfort my people, says the Lord. He says, speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her hard services have been completed. Oh, thank you, Jesus. That, that her sins have been paid for. Oh, praise you, God. That's why we're waiting for Jesus. Tell her that she has received from the Lord's hand double 
for her sins. Child of God, you know what? Sometimes what we need is just a comforting word. Sometimes what we need the most is an encouraging word. That's all. That's all. Oh, I wish somebody had given me a comforting or an encouraging word from the church when I was in Compton, California in the midst of war. Child of God, child of God. Sometimes what we need most is just to hear someone say, Beloved, you don't have to explain it to me, baby. I understand. Sometimes, sometimes all we need to hear is, I know you are hurting. I know you're hurting. And I'm praying for you. I know you're in trouble. And I'm praying for you. Sometimes. What we need to hear and know is, I'm here for you. Hey, I'm here. You're not alone. I'm here. Sometimes what we need to hear is that someone still loves us no matter what. Listen, listen. When you are in spiritual pain and you feel as if there is nobody around or you feel as if nobody understands or cares, oh, I know that. I know about that. You know what? That will take a toll on your well-being. And so listen, I know I know a real and, and all-powerful somebody. <laughs> I know somebody. He has all power in his hands. The somebody. Somebody who's all-knowing. I know somebody who's all-loving and Somebody who always cares. I know somebody. I know somebody real and powerful who is always available and his name is God. I don't know how anybody is going through what we're going through in America today without knowing God. Oh, if it had not been for God, I don't know what I the best thing my mother ever did for me was to dress me every day and send me to church, even if she didn't go. We must know God today. So hear me as I tell you what I know. As an elder, elders need to talk to you today. This is what I know after all this time on the earth. I know that I know, that I know, that, that God is always with us. I said I know God is always with us. I know that God is always interested in what we're going through. Yes, he is. God is never too busy. God is never too preoccupied. God, I'm talking about God now. God stands ready and willing and God has made some comforting promises and you know what you know what this this is this is it and unlike people from time to time god keeps his promises oh, yes he does god 
keeps his promises in his own way and in his own time. He may not come when you want him, but he's always on time. And so God told the prophet Isaiah to, to stop, to stop scolding or fussing at the people like you have to do sometime. Now, now, prophet, it's time to just comfort them. That's what it's time for today in America, just for some comfort during this Advent season. And you need to say to yourself, say, self, sometimes it's appropriate to fuss, and sometimes it's appropriate to comfort. It's so true. It's so true. And we need to know how to discern the difference. However now, however, However now, beloved, uh, the idea of comfort here is not like the comfort that we usually think of. Let me tell you, when we think of comfort, you know how we are. We think of sitting on a beach, watching the waves, and drinking something cold. That's all I got to say. And delicious while reading a book or listening to music. But the biblical idea of comfort comes from the two Latin words, Comfortus. I went to school. Comfortus literally translated it means with strength. Mm. Mm. With strength. You see, God's way of giving comfort is to give us the strength to do what needs to be done. Oh, yeah. And as God's strength comes, grief and sorrow seem to dissipate. And, and it, eventually, they go away. Oh, oh, the situation may not have changed. Uh, but with God's strength, we have a new way of dealing with it. We have a, a new ability to face it because of God's comfort. That's how God's comfort works. It gives us strength. And so the people to whom Isaiah was speaking, they needed strength. They needed strength to face, to face the journey. We're not through with what we're going through here in this country and in the world. We, we're going to need some strength to face the journey so we can get home. And once they had the huge job, once they got home, of rebuilding the temple and the city. We got to rebuild our culture. Uh, they were going to need a lot of strength, a lot of strength and encouragement. I'm talking about strength and encouragement. And so the encouragement has much the same idea because it means to be encouraged. Ooh. Hallelujah. It means to be encouraged. You can't be wimpy today. You can't be a wimpy leader. You can't be encouraged. And if you're encouraged, beloved, you have the courage to do what needs to be done. Oh, God was comforting and encouraging the people so that they would be able to carry out God's will. Good God Almighty. Tell the God, tell God, do you know what I what I've learned again? Oh, I'm a teacher now. Oh, yeah, I'm a coach now. When you get my age, you ought to be able to, to teach and coach somebody. That don't mean all people who are old are automatically coaches. But some of us have lived a life 
that we need to share. I, I learned, listen, that God will give me the comfort and the courage to do what I have to do. <clears throat> what I have to do. What I need to do. You see, courage is that inner God-given strength that goes on anyhow. Anyhow. Courage does uh, what's needed. Courage does what's right. Courage goes against the crowd. Courage, courage keeps the faith. Courage stands in the midst of all the storms. Courage. Courage does not give up or give in. Courage. Courage overcomes life's obstacles. I'm talking about the courage God gives you. <laughs> courage comforts you when, when you must face your own fears. You, you see, you see this. Being courageous is not necessarily doing what I want to do. Hey, talking to the young babies now, talking to the young people. Being courageous is not necessarily doing or what I want to do. If I say wash the dishes, it ain't got nothing to do with whether you want to wash them or not. <laughs> wash them. But, 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 but what I have to do, what I have to do, or what I need to do, I will get the courage to do that. Because life is not about doing them. i say it again. All the things that you just want to do all the time. Let me tell you something. Life. Life is about doing what needs to be done at the time it needs doing. Life is about doing what must be done. Life is about being responsible no matter how you feel. Somebody needs to say amen. Sorry. Let me tell you something. I remember, I remember going to the doctor and hearing him say to me, your blood count is so low. You are so anemic. I don't even know how you got the strength to get out of the bed. What I said, what I started to say was, well, now you know, Lord, I'm an African-American woman, and uh, my folks have worked harder labor than anybody I know, and my blood just made me tired. But I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I, I replied, Doctor, it was God. God got me out of the bed this morning. I'm a single mother. I don't check my energy. I just get up with God's comfort and encouragement. And I've always been anemic. But I've learned to push through, push through. So with God, I can get up when I want to stay at home. I've learned how to wait for something I really want right now. I've learned to wait. I've learned how to do what is necessary for my family and other church, even when I'm tired. I'm telling you. God, God will give you the confidence and the encouragement to get up 
and go on. No matter how your mind or your body feels. Some of you know what I'm talking about. Some of you know what I'm talking about. Yes, you know what I'm talking about. I need to hear you say amen. Say, what'd you say? Say it louder. Amen. I hear you. Now, beloved, this is Isaiah's second point. Not, not only did Isaiah speak of an everlasting comfort, but Pastor Isaiah also spoke of the everlasting word of God. When all other claims to truth have had their say, let me tell you the word of God, the word of God, the word of God. We'll stand alone in the end. We all ought to be biblically, illit biblically literate and not illiterate in America today. God's word will stand alone. Glory. Glory to God. When everything else changes, God's word will never change. Philosophies come and go. But God's word Remains the abiding truth. Oh, God's word, God's word. Let me just share a bit. God's word. Let me tell you about God's word. You know, it has a life of its own. God's word promises the faithful. That's you and me. That surely, not maybe, surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life. And we, we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. God's word. God's word says. I love this one. For I am persuaded. I am persuaded. That neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us, me and you, from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. People may say they don't like you. That's fine. God likes you. People may say they don't love you. That's all right. God loves me. This I know. For the Bible, it tells me so. Say, God loves us. Say, God loves me. Hallelujah. That's God's word. And listen, it was God's word yesterday. It is God's word today. And it will be God's word 5,000 years from now. Kingdoms will rise and fall. Ideas will come and go. And, and the value of the world will change. But God's word, God's word will return. And it will remain the one constant in a world of change and confusion. God's word. Glory to God. Glory to God. Oh. Pastor Isaiah told of an everlasting comfort. And he told of the 
everlasting word of God. But, but thirdly, and thirdly, in Isaiah 40, verses 28 through 31, Isaiah spoke of an everlasting strength. Isaiah wrote this what he wrote. Do you not know? Some things you got to know that you know that you, Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the, of the universe. He is the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary. And his understanding, his understanding, no one, no human can Anthem it totally. He gives strength to the weary. And he increases the power of the weak. Listen, even youths grow tired and weary. And young men stumble and fall. But, you know the ending. But, those who wait Wait on hope, hope in the Lord. They will renew their strength and they'll soar on wings like eagles and they'll run and not get weary and they'll walk and not faint. Oh, glory to God. Those who were in exile and in pain and in grief and suffering, they lost hope. They lost their hope. And because of that, they lost their strength and their desire to go on. Oh, even the young were beaten down and weary and defeated. But, but, but those who placed their, their hope and their trust in God, in God, they did not lose heart and they did not lose strength. <laughs> you see, regardless of their age, <clears throat> their hearts and their minds soared as they thought about what God was going to do. Oh, good God Almighty, the word says that, 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 that they understand is this. Waiting is hoping. <laughs> because, because waiting on the Lord is active waiting. It don't mean go to sleep. It don't mean get in your chair and never get up. It's active waiting. Because waiting gives you strength. Waiting on the Lord gives you hope. Waiting gives you that hope during troubled times. Because I know God. I have hope even in the day. You know why? Because I know God. I know God's going to fix it. And so I'm just busy until he does. Are you busy? Are you spreading the word of God? Are you busy? Just, okay, 
Repeat after me, repeat. In times like these, I will not give up. Repeat, I am not hopeless because I'm waiting on the Lord to show up and show out. Oh, God, and no matter what's going on in my life at this moment, God says, I have plans for you. You better get our plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Don't you give up on God. Don't you abort your blessing. And you know, I believe God's word. I just believe God's word. No matter what's going on in my life, I believe God's word. And so I'm waiting on the Lord to renew my strength so I can move on. Oh, God's using the elders today. The mixture of the elders and the young, that's where our power really is. Oh, our president-elect gives me new hope. If he can run a country at 78, then I can do what I got to do at 77. Good God Almighty, hear me, hear me, watch what God is doing. Hear me, beloved, you will not grow strong in your character until you are willing to wait on the Lord. Let, let, let me tell you what I know about God some more, again and again and again. You know, that's what we old folks do, we want to tell you again and again. When, when you pray, God always hears your prayers. God always answers your prayers. He answers with yes or no, or he answers with wait. That's the answer. And so our problem is that we don't like to hear no and wait, but, but when we find ourselves waiting on the Lord in our waiting, then we learn some lessons. In our waiting, we discover that things were not that bad after all. In our, in our waiting, we get to know ourselves better. Know yourself, know yourself. In our waiting, we discover things about people that we didn't even know. It's in our waiting that we renew our strength. It's in our waiting that God is comforter. He's comforting us. God is comforting us. Listen, listen. If God rescued us every time we called on him and fixed it for us quickly, you know, we, we wouldn't learn from ourselves, for ourselves that God will give us the strength in the time of trouble to do it time and time and time again. Because if he did it before, he'll do it again. God's an encore God. Yes, he is. I need an encore God. Tell him, say, God, I need an encore. What you did before, do it again, Lord. Please do it again. I remember, I remember, I remember how the elders would sing. We need to remember this today. Precious Lord.
What do we do when you've done all you can and it seems like it's never enough and what do we say when your friends turn away you're all alone all alone You've given your own And it seems like you can't make it through Well, you just stand When there's nothing left to do You just stand Watch the Lord see you through After you've done all you can Child of God, stand. Well, child of God, I pray that the word from the Lord has blessed you. Yes, I do. And so I now, I now open the doors of the church. You can join, you can join the church now. The doors of the church symbolically, and I invite you to become a disciple of Jesus Christ. Better safe than sorry. We are seriously recruiting disciples of Jesus Christ because that's what God commanded the church to do. And today we're going to go and make disciples by any means possible. Any means because this, my beloved, this is a time like none other. And it is critically important to become a member of the church of Jesus Christ. So hear me now, hear me now. Hear me. Hear Mama, Dr. Pastor. There's a time to be obedient to God, our Creator. Today. So put your name on the church roll. Give your tithes and your offerings on the church website and share your gifts and talents to God. Some of our members don't live here. They live seven and eight, ten um, hours away and they work in the church through media. You see, God is using everything today to bring us all to Him. And so there will be a form on our website for you to join the church, fill it out, and we'll contact you. And on that website, you will also find a way to give. So go to www.pacormafumc.com. And then I do hope that you will 
that you will say amen to this service by hitting the thumbs up button. We have a large, large crowd on Facebook too. We love you, Facebook. I mean, you just putting it out. We really love you. Hitting the thumbs up button and by subscribing to our YouTube channel. Send it to all your Facebook friends, those of you who are watching on Facebook. And remember now, spread the word of God by sharing this video. And of course, today is the first Sunday of the month. It is our communion Sunday. And so I come in the priestly garment in all white, it is our tradition. And we have made it possible for you to receive the sacrament of Holy Communion. If you're a member of the church, we have mailed it out to you. And it is our hope that those of you, those of you who have your communion sets, would now pick them up and then use them with a grateful heart. And after this worship service, this worship podcast. I want you to take and eat the body of Christ broken for you. Take and drink the blood of Christ shed for you. And so now as I leave you, I ask that you would feel the comfort of God. I pray that you will gain the strength that only God can give. And I pray that you stay. When there's nothing else to do, you just stay and watch the Lord bring you through. After you've done all you can, you just stay.